Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of We Believe, Do You, a Paranormal Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And today's episode is a deep dive. And I know that I had said, oh, February will be like alien month. And then we kind of just made pretty much all of January alien month. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to do this in particular for a couple of reasons. One, yes, it is like UFO I'll say it's UFO related, not necessarily alien related, uh, a deep dive, but also I got some like UFO news, which was just super fitting. And also um, this encounter takes place in Texas. So I thought it was pretty cool, too. Oh, shit. Yeah. But before we get into the deep dive, I did want to. It's kind of old news at this point a little bit. Um, I kept forgetting to mention it every time we recorded in the month of January or after I found out about this. Um, so it's about, I don't know if you heard Eric about a, a UFO scene in a video flying over the U S operations base in Iraq. Um, it's been called the jellyfish UAP according to the, to like UFO enthusiasts, but it's, and you can see like a video of it, or do you want me to send you the link so you can see it? Sure, because I don't think I've seen this. Okay, here let me let me send you this, and uh, me, it's very quick. Let me send it to you so you can take a look, and then we'll discuss. And now, while while you're watching it, Eric, I'll kind of describe what it is. Um, I think it's kind of a short video that I sent to you, like two minutes, so you might want to rewind it or do whatever you need to do. Um, but basically what's in this video, and maybe we can put it up in the show notes, is the the video or the, the camera that is being used is a thermal, thermal, thermal imaging camera. So it's just catching heat, like, right? That's how you can see things. No camera caught this like visually with eyes this was it only showed up in the thermal camera mm -hmm. and you can see that it starts off kind of white and it's it's this like it literally looks kind of like a jellyfish there it looks like there's other little protrusions up top but it's yeah. basically almost like a spherical little ball with like dangly jellyfish tentacle things um and it's floating across the base and it goes from white to black in an instant which means it was like a drastic temperature change uh so whatever is happening you know it can change temperatures and nobody knows what it is and this is like super duper restricted airspace there's it's not like a drone can just be flying overhead um so that's why it's it's so and, and this happened years ago this isn't uh new in the sense that like it happened 2018 yeah, it happened in 2018. It was just released recently, or in January. Um, so I don't know. Are you watching it? Can yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You... I this looks exactly like something from Star Wars. Yes, that's people have described it's that. Called a probe droid. Yeah. So imagine a probe droid <laughs> flying over, you know, flying over desert and you know a. Uh, a base and it's just changing colors from like white to black but yeah it just went black in a matter of seconds like it's just yeah so the thing is like i've seen other people post videos of of uh ufo like 
or UFO like jellyfish like object or I guess jellyfish like UFOs. So um, I don't know. It's kind of crazy to think that there can be something floating around that we can't see with our naked eye, but because it's, you know, thermal or like interdimensional or I don't know, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, but I guess yeah. that's what a ghost is, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, like as soon as I saw it, I was like, dude, that looks like a fucking probe droid. Um, <laughs> uh, because recently, not that recently, I guess back in November, or uh, last year at the end of last year i was replaying um star wars uh fallen order i believe it was Uh um i don't remember i think it's fallen order uh and uh you have to fight probe droids and i was like that looks like a probe droid and then I Googled it right now. I was like, yeah, it looks yeah. like a probe droid. Uh, yeah, I just Googled it because you kept saying it. So I was like, what does this look like? It it honestly it looks exactly like, like exactly that. Exactly like it, yeah. yeah. It's like, and the, uh-huh. Yeah, because in the video, like that thing very much looks almost mechanical, like rigid. It mm, doesn't look yeah. flowy like an actual jellyfish, but it has yeah. like that base, that rounded base, and then like the things dangling underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so actually, there's another little uh, UFO-related kind of uh, thing. Remember I, the, uh-huh. the video that uh, Gabe Virueta sent us? Oh, yes. Um, not really sure what it was. I don't know if you looked further into it or maybe debunked it or if you figured out what it was. No, with the, like, the little light like going in and out. Yeah. I, I mean... I don't know. I feel like I think I need to see maybe. Yeah. I feel like I I need to see the, and I probably should have just Googled it, but like see the original video uh, just with more clarity. Cause the videos that I was watching, like since we shared them and their recordings of the screen, like it was very blurry, but I mean, uh, what, what it was, uh, it wasn't the air force one. Was it like what? Uh, No, Marine one. Okay. Marine Marine one's a helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's, yeah, just kind of a light off in the distance and it just like appears. Yeah, blips, blips in, I guess. Um, yeah, my like first like skeptic brain would just want to go straight into like, yeah, it's a, I don't know, lens flare, like camera thing. But like I said, I, I didn't get to see the video with clarity, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, because the, the the first video that the first uh, the first recording of it that he sent us, like you actually see a streak happen, yeah. and then, uh, and then where that streak happens, the little light blips in. Mm-hmm. But then he sent like another recording where he like rewinds it or like he skips back, so like the blip goes away. And then it's playing again, and then it blips back on. And I freaked out because I was like, holy shit, this thing is like oh. blipping in and out. Yeah. But then I realized that he had rewi- he was rewinding the video. And then from that angle that he was taking the screen, like he was recording the screen from, you can't see that streak anymore. Uh-huh. But it also didn't make sense to me because usually like when you see a streak like that, like the light is passing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this streaks before the the light pops Goes up. Goes through it, yeah. Yeah, so it was weird. So, I mean, 
again, I also told him like it's interesting. It looks weird. It just but I like we would need to look into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I mean, it's definitely kind of kind of weird because like I also feel like it was really bright, and I feel like if it was yeah. there already, you know, uh, you would have seen it right off the right off the rip. Like, but but yeah, I mean, obviously, like we've always said, you know, obviously more. Um, I've said obviously like three times in a row. There. <laughs> uh, more looking into it needs to be done, but it was definitely interesting. Yeah, I can't say yeah off the top of my head that I've seen any sort of lens flare kind of do that, but also maybe I'm just not looking out for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I assume it was an Air Force base that. It probably, or if not an Air Force base, some sort of, uh, oh my God. Airport? Airport, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, some sort of airport. Uh, but, and oh, I don't know. Any, what? Okay, go, 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 go. I'll, I'll tell you right now. No, it's just that and I feel like anytime the military is involved or the government or Air Force base, it's like tinfoil hat yeah. time. What were you gonna no, say? No, be, well, because you were mentioning airport, and and I, oh man, I so hope that this person was fucking around and like just joking, um, but it was up the valley, I think, in like the McAllen area or maybe far, like it was it was further up the valley, uh, and it was like a day where it was super foggy, I guess, hmm. and this person was recording like at, towards this restaurant. And then you like it was super. It was like the sky was real foggy. You couldn't really see, yeah. Uh, but you could like kind of see in front. And then all of a sudden, you just see like these red lights like flashing on and off, but you couldn't see what they were flashing from. And they're like, "Oh my god, guys, what is this? Are these aliens? This and that?" And I was like, "Oh man, I really hope you're there. I, I really hope they're fucking kidding." Like, it's obvious. It's obviously a, a radio tower or. Yeah. Or something that has yeah. those lights for airplanes so that they don't crash into them. Like, this is very, Honestly. very obvious. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really hope that they're fucking joking. They just, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, dude. Some people are <laughs> fucking weird. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. I, I just thought it was funny because I don't have yeah. a video. I didn't. I don't know. I. I thought I had, I don't know why I didn't send it to you. I should have sent it to you just because, but I, but I, I think I didn't send it because I was like, oh my fucking God, dude, like, this is so dumb. Uh, <laughs> like if it's real, like if it's real in the sense that the person legitimately thought, I was like, this is kind of dumb. Yeah. But like I said, I really hope they were kidding because they were not a young person. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Hopefully it was a joke. Best case scenario. It was a joke. <laughs> And they were just, you know. Yeah. Benefit of the yeah. death there. Uh, well, I think those are all the updates that I had or, uh, or things that I wanted to share. And, and, and same with you. So I, I told you earlier that I feel like this episode's going to be pretty information packed. Uh, so I'll try to keep it at about an hour-ish, but. I liked this case because there's a lot of information out there kind of just like laid out for me. So it was convenient and very easy to kind of research and get information. So, yeah, 
But all right. So the deep dive that I brought to you today is the Cash Landrum incident. Have you ever heard of it? Landrum. No. Okay. So. Sounds um, like a wealthy rancher that maybe is into oil. Not at all. Okay. It's actually two, technically three people, uh, but two women, Betty Cash and Vicky Landrum. Um, mm. So, and, and they're- That explains uh, the Cash Landrum name. Yes, it, it, it does. And uh, also the third person is Vicky's grandson, Colby Landrum. So three mm. people. But this all started on the evening of December 29th, 1980. So like- I want to say fairly recently, but I still think that it's like 2001, so maybe not so much. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll go but, with fairly recently. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because that uh, means yeah. 1988 was fairly recently. Yes, fairly Makes recently. Makes me not feel that old. Um, but yeah, so uh, December 29th, Betty Cash, aged 51, and Vicky Landrum, aged 57, and Vicky's grandson, Colby Landrum, he was seven at the time. We're driving home from Dayton, Texas, or to Dayton, Texas, I should say, um, in Cash's Oldsmobile Cutlass after uh, they had they had, had dinner, right? Yeah. They had had dinner, but apparently there is like a, a, I can't remember if it was like a football or baseball game that Colby was supposed to, you know, participate in and it got canceled. So like, all right, well, let's just have dinner and drive back home. Um, and around nine o'clock at night while they're driving down this like isolated two-lane road in this dense woods, they saw a light above some trees that at first they thought it was an airplane approaching the the Houston um, airport, which I should, sorry, I should have mentioned like the, the area that this took place is kind of near Houston, Dayton, Texas, if you don't know. Yeah, kind of around the Houston, uh, Houston area, sorry. Um, so they thought that this light was just kind of going to the airport um, because the airport was about 35, 35 miles away from um, where they were at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they didn't really pay much attention to it. But Colby was super insistent, like, what is that light? What is that light? And a few minutes later on that winding road, they saw what they believed to be the same light as before. Um, but this time it was a lot closer to them and just giving off an even brighter light than before. They said that it came from this huge uh, diamond-shaped object, but they said that it was a diamond-shaped, but like the tips were cut off, like the the points, I guess. So kind of diamond, kind of not. And it hovered about like treetop level. And the base, or I guess the bottom point was just shooting out a whole bunch of flames. And it was just, again, super hot. Like they could feel the heat from inside their car. As they got closer to it, Landrum told Cash to stop the car because she was afraid that if they kept going or if they got any closer, like they would be burned alive by this, you know, these flames that were coming out of. Yeah, like that's how intense it was. And this this part, I was like, oh, fuck. Um, but Landrum, or sorry. Yeah, Landrum was a, was a, a born again Christian, so she interpreted the object as a sign of the second coming of Jesus Christ, 
And I feel so bad because, well, especially now knowing what I know, but she told Colby, like, that's Jesus. He's not going to hurt us. Like, if you see a man appear, like, just that's like, we're good. We're going to heaven kind of thing. Uh, and because Colby this whole time was freaking out. I feel like he he was like the only sane one and the women were just like not. Take me, Jesus. Yeah, basically. And so they went listen to him. And so, yeah, he's he's freaking out. And she, that's that's how she tried to kind of calm him by saying, like, it's just Jesus. Um, but Cash said that she was super anxious and she wanted to turn the, the car around, but it had just rained a crap ton and the roads were so narrow so she couldn't do like a u-turn because she was afraid that they would get stuck in the in the mud you know on the sides of the road um so they kind of just stopped and if i remember correctly they they pulled into uh this like cemetery uh area because it was kind of a clearing and they could see this light from from there um Cash and Landrum said that they got out of the car to examine the object um, and to get a better look at it. But Colby was, again, super terrified. So Landrum's like, all right, well, let's get back into the car. And she's holding him. And uh, Cash, uh, Betty, stayed outside just totally mesmerized by what she was seeing. Because, again, like they're like, "What? what is this? And a, a full description of it they said that again that diamond shape with the points cut off they said it was like a dull metallic silver and they said it was about the size of the Dayton water tower which pretty much I feel like any town's water towers are about the same size right like they're just super fucking huge yeah so just uh, it's there's nothing special about the Dayton water tower basically is what I'm getting at it's about the size of any other water tower I used to Um, think Shamu lived in the water tower I remember that. that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty big. Why not? Uh, so, and they they also noticed that there is these small blue lights kind of ringed around the center, like where it, um, yeah, I guess the middle of it, where the diamond points would be, right on the sides. Uh, and I'll post a picture of, of what people have kind of drawn some artwork that's been done about it so that you guys can kind of get a, a better idea, too, of, of what uh, what it looked like. And they noticed that, like, over the time that they're watching it, they would just see these flames uh, shoot out from the bottom, flaring kind of outward to create almost like a, a cone effect as it would come out. And every time the fire dissipated, the UFO floated a few feet downward towards the road. But when the flames uh, blasted out again, the object would raise up some distance. So it was almost like a jet, you know, kind of trying to, to, yeah. to get up back up in the air. Oh, I, I thought it was like, oh, but you said it was already on the ground? No, it, 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 it never landed no. on the ground. It was just hovering oh, okay. like above the tree line, but it would come down. But every time it would shoot out, like it would come up and then it would stop. The flames mm-hmm. would stop and it would come down and it would shoot up. So it was almost like it was hopping. I guess, yeah. right? Like it was like trying to stay maintaining altitude or attempting to trying to. Yeah. Uh, they said that the heat was strong enough to make the cars like metal body painful to the touch uh, since cash had stayed there. Like Landrum had gone inside to kind of, you know, ease. Kobe, calm him down. Like, yeah. Calm him down a little bit. But uh, when cash tried to get back in her car, she actually had to pull down her jacket over her hand to open up the the handle because it was super hot to the touch but like, i mean that's... like she wasn't feeling like she wasn't she I feel was like if something was hot enough to get your car that hot you'd like be like oh my god 
I mean, think about it, Texas summer. Oh, that's true. <laughs> like we, well, I mean, technically, we go out there. We're like, oh, the fucking. Heat. I know. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, I guess. Well, I, yeah, and they're they're in from the Houston area, so they they know that Texas heat. I think. I feel I I would like to say that maybe we're a little bit more used to it uh, than most people and can handle a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, so she had to. It, w- it was so hot that she had to pull her jacket down over her hand to to protect her hand from being burned by the door handle. Um, and then she was finally able to get back in the car. And she said that when she touched the the dashboard, uh, Landrum was like, all right, like we got to get out of here. Uh, she said that the vinyl had softened and that her handprint got like left in the the vinyl of, of the dashboard. That's how hot the car was getting, which is Damn. insane. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's investigators cited, investigators cited proof of, of that account too. Um, there's video evidence from a show called UFOs, What's Going On from 1985. It was like an HBO documentary. And I will, I did watch this other documentary on YouTube and it's essentially, it's not really a documentary as much as it is um, they compiled a whole bunch of interviews and TV shows like this into into one, like I think it's like an hour and some minute long uh, video. So you can actually hear them do interviews and talk about the experience. And I, I mentioned this later on, but it was one thing to read about it and then to hear them talk about it. And it's like, I believe I believe something happened. Whether it's like little green men in a UFO, like I, I don't know any of that, but I think something happened to them, and I'll get into it a little bit more um, because I I believe them, and if they're lying, they they deserve some Academy Awards because holy shit, um, it's very compelling, and and I'll kind of again talk about why. So they said that when the the object ascended over the treetops, it rose higher in the sky. And then all of a sudden, this group of helicopters approached it and uh, surrounded it in a tight formation as if it was, whether it was following it or protecting it. Uh, and, and they said they counted about, um, it, it kind of differs, but between 21 to 23 helicopters. Mm-hmm. And they were later able to identify them as a, the tandem rotor Chinooks, like the helicopters the that, were that surrounding have. it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and okay. there's like up to 23 of them. Um, those double rotor military yeah. um, UFOs how many? and 2023. 20, oh. oh, two. Sorry, two rotors. Good. It's no, no, no. The, the 23 number was what I was. Oh, yes. There's 23 yeah. of them. Yeah. Well, they, I guess, like in the panic, they're like trying to count them all, but they said like one of them counted 21, the other counted 22, but Colby's like, oh, no, look, there's one more. So, like, that made 23. Granted, That's like, a lot of there's still helicopters. a lot. Yeah. Like, I mean, even if you told me there's 10 of them, I'd still be like, holy shit, you know? Because if they were there to, like, maybe pick something up after it landed, like, yeah. That's a, dude, these things can carry quite a bit. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. You so, know? I, yeah. The, and, and that's why, and the, and the other thing is they said that they saw Air Force, um, you know, on there. So, they assumed it was from the Air Force Base, um, but uh, apparently not. So it was trying to make an escape, and, and they they couldn't take off. I have, yeah. There's there's some theories, and and we'll kind of get into to that too. Uh, but yeah, let's keep yeah. going with the incident. Yeah. It's almost done. 
But with the the road now clear, Cash said that she was able to to drive on and she said that she could kind of see glimpses of the object and the helicopters kind of receding in the distance. And from the first sighting to the object's like departure, they said that the encounter lasted maybe about 20 minutes, uh, but they were also super frazzled. So it could have been five minutes, you know, it's it just but they said about 20 because she said she was staring at it, you know, outside of the car for for a little bit. I wish I could say that was all that happened. They just saw this floating diamond in the sky and, and that was it. But unfortunately for them, shit hit the fan afterwards. Um, they claimed that after the UFO and the helicopters left, uh, you know, Cash took the Landrums home and they kind of just were trying to get ready for bed and like that was crazy, whatever. But that night, all of them said they experienced similar sim- symptoms, but uh, Cash, who was the one who stayed outside of the car longer, uh, hers were far worse. And the, the they claimed that they suffered from nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, generalized weakness, dehydration. Like they got home and just like guzzled water uh, and a burning sensation in their eyes. And also like their skin felt like they had a really bad sunburn. Radiation um, poisoning. Yes, uh, eventually, kind of, yeah, is is something that, that comes up. But Vicky reported that they when they got home, she actually tried to bathe Col- uh, Colby to you know get him ready for bed, and he screamed out in pain because his, his skin burned with like the, the warm water of the bath, which, yeah, a freaking warm bath when you're sunburned is torture. Um, but it's like they didn't they didn't get sunburned. So what happened? Um, and part of me was like, oh, well, okay, if, maybe if they had done that baseball game, but that where that, that game got canceled, canceled. So, yeah. And this happened at, you know, nighttime. Night. But, yeah. So both cash. Hey, that Texas that Texas moon. Oh, my gosh. Give you a moon burn. <laughs> Hell, yeah. But so they both said, too, I, I think uh, – Cash more than than Landrum said that you know their eyes were burning and she in in an interview in the video that I was watching said that her eyes had watered so much throughout the night that when she got up like her pillow was soaked from just tears like her eyes just watering kind of thing not her crying like just her eyes watering and over the next few days Cash said her symptoms worsened uh, with many large painful blisters starting to form on her skin yeah it's definitely radiation yeah. And when taken to the hospital, emergency room, uh, January 3rd, 1981, Cash couldn't walk um, and had lost large patches of skin and clumps of hair. And she was released 12 days later. So she was, I mean, she was there for quite a while. And um, her condition, her condition wasn't much better. Uh, so she ended up returning again to the hospital shortly after for 15 more days uh and again there's some pictures online but if you watch i'll tell you the the video here towards the end uh and you can see the photos they took of like their skin being kind of blistered and and patchy and like the sores and her hair like it wasn't you know like one inch pieces it's it was like chunks of her hair like just bald uh 
So in, in 1985, HBO documentary UFOs, What's Going On, Cash's hair loss was shown in pictures, and she claimed doctors switched from treating her for burns to treating her for radiation sickness after realizing that she had been exposed to radiation. Uh, later, she was treated for, for cancer, um, but she, she did get cancer quite a few times after this incident. She fought cancer, I guess I should say. I mean, um, after being exposed to the amount of radiation that I'm sure she was exposed to, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. And so the the video that I'm telling you about, if you type in Eyes on Cinema, the Cash Landrum incident on mm-hmm. YouTube, that's mm. where you can see it's kind of this compilation of different interviews. And you can see, you know, the, the photos I'm talking about with like the sores on their hand and the, the patchiness of her hair. And you can just hear their accounts and the way they tell it. And you can hear... I think the truth in their voice and their frustration with what what happens after kind of thing. Um, uh, I and, and once more it was eyes on what? Uh, it's eyes on cinema. The Cash Landrum incident. Okay. And and I think there's some other you know videos that you could probably watch on it, but like I this one again this one was kind of also long. It's like about an hour, but. That was my favorite one to watch just because it, it did have a lot more detailed information and then hearing it from them, you know, themselves and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. Though Landrum's health was a little bit better than Cash's, uh, they both suffered from lingering weakness and skin sores and hair loss. In April 1981, Vicky was found to be developed or was found to be developing a cataract in one eye. And Betty was first treated for uh, breast cancer like about three years later in 1983. So neither condition was known to have been present prior to the UFO encounter. So it's that's kind of something that you know people are, are trying to debunk is like, well, we didn't know what their health was like before this happened. So how can you say that it was because of this UFO encounter that magically cataracts, sores, hair loss, cancer, like, but you mm-hmm. know, whatever. It's said that the symptoms were somewhat similar to those caused by ionizing radiation. The rapid onset of the symptoms was consistent with a massive dose of what would have meant like certain death in a few days, you know, to a normal human being in in these normal circumstances. So uh, since all of the victims lived for years after the incident, Sparks, uh, who was one of the investigators, suggested the cause of the symptoms was some kind of chemical contamination. He thought maybe aerosol. Gary P. Posner wrote in The Reliability of UFO Witness Testimony that he agreed with Sparks about the ionizing radiation, but he concluded that there is a, a crap ton of other reasons for a skepticism of virtually every aspect of the case. So he is like, yeah, it could be. But also, I think there's a whole bunch of other reasons for why these symptoms kind of showed themselves after years. Um, they were looking back at her medical records, and they saw in in the the doctor's notes, I guess, that from January second through the nineteenth, uh, her attending physician noted that there is little, if any, hair loss upon admission, um, but it did develop weeks later. So her dermatology consultant diagnosed only cellulitis, swelling of the scalp and face with no mention of any skin loss. But 
so cellulitis just so you know to like everybody when they think of cell- cellulitis they think of like the dimpling and the yeah the butt cheeks but it's actually a, a, a just basically an infection of the skin mm. so like you can get like a bug bite or whatever and like yeah. when it gets all like if it gets like super red and like big and hot and uh-huh. looks you know that's ba- that's basically cellulitis is just an infection of the skin so they're saying that it you know that's what it was and there is no mention of any skin loss or anything but again there's literally pictures of like their skin all blistered and like scabbed and gross mm-hmm. so i don't i don't know if this is kind of just they're making it less uh serious than it actually was or i don't know so the bergstrom uh, air force base actually reached out to them to kind of interview them as to what they had seen uh for legal reasons basically (laughs) they they were asked to sketch a picture of what they saw and uh if they had a if it had a discernible shape and betty drew and signed what you know she saw and she described it as as a diamond, uh, and if I remember correctly, again in that video, it was Colby that said it looked like a diamond, and they they in other interviews they said that it was too bright for them to actually see. So that kind of um, contradicts. Yeah, like it made them less credible because like they said, oh, it's a diamond, but then they're like, well, it was so bright we couldn't really see. But I guess because Colby could see it, and granted, I mean he stayed in the car, so maybe he did have a different angle of it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, you know, they drew that diamond shape with the the kind of the points cut off and they, you know, the flames shooting down like in a cone shape. Uh, and they both signed it like, this is what we saw. Like, it's official kind of thing. What had happened was the windows were tinted. So it was like polarized and he yeah. a better look. I mean, it could. I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think maybe it was... If they're standing right under it, yeah, maybe it's it's too bright. But him being in the car, seeing it from a different angle, he is able to to kind of see it a little differently. One day in April 1981, a Chinook helicopter flew into Dayton, and as Colby watched, he became super upset, like PTSD, I guess. Yeah. So Landrum decided, like, okay, well, let's go take you over here so you can see the helicopter that, you know, that had landed. And and she hoped that if he saw it, it'd be a little less frightening on the ground than flying overhead with 22 others and a UFO. <laughs> um, and when they reached the landing zone, they found a lot of people there, like, already, you know, waiting to, to see and, like, go inside. And was so it, it was, I'm sorry, you said this was, like, is this, like, an air show or something? It wasn't an air show. I, th- I think it just, it flew in. Like, they saw it flying in, and I guess uh-huh. back in the day, you could just go Walk up, up to, to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And uh, so there's already people, like, waiting to, to take a look and, and, and talk to the pilot. And Landrum and another visitor both claimed that the pilot said that he had been in the area before for the purpose of checking on a UFO in trouble near Huffman. Hmm. So when Landrum heard that she's like she told the pilot like how glad she was to see him because she had been uh, one of the people burned by the ufo and then he refused to talk to them further and like told him to get the fuck out of the the helicopter basically basically he's like oh yeah okay like and then like quote unquote hustled them out of the aircraft um but it is said that this confrontation may have been 
like born of confusion or come out of confusion as the the pilot's uh, incident uh, also involving uh, a UFO supposedly had apparently taken place in July of 1977. So more than three years prior to, to Landrum's. In May of 1982, UFO, UFO investigator interviewed a Dayton police officer and his wife who claimed to have seen approximately 12 Chinook-type helicopters the same night and near the same area in which Cash and Landrum's event alleged, allegedly occurred. Um, unfortunately, this comes as evidence like two years after uh, it came out. Then he was like, oh, no, yeah, I saw like 12 of them. But he didn't report seeing the ufo or any other unexplained lights like he just saw the helicopters but he did say that they had some type of bright light shining down so maybe he did see it but didn't quite see it as a diamond maybe it isn't even diamond shaped that's just what colby interpreted you know but maybe it was a triangle ufo like the first of it and you know who knows eventually cash and uh cash and landrum contacted their u.s senators uh, who suggested that the witnesses file complaints with the Judge Advocate Claims Office for the Air Force Base because they're like, well, it had to have been the Air Force, so we'll sue the Air Force kind of thing. And in August of 1981, Cash and Landrum and Colby were interviewed at length by personnel of the Air Force Base and were told that they should hire a lawyer and seek financial compensation for their injuries. With attorney Peter Gersten taking the, the case on pro bono, the case wound its way through the U.S. courts for several years, and Cash and Landrum sued the U.S. Gov- federal government for $20 million. Testimony of officials from NASA, the Air Force, and the Army and Navy was given. Persuaded by their testimony and their evidence that no agency of the U.S. government p- uh, possessed any such inf- uh, UFO, and that no military personnel had operated any of the reported helicopters, a U.S. District Court judge dismissed their case on August 21st, 1986. So basically they were told to fuck off, nothing ever happened. Um, and it, it pisses me off a little bit because, again, me, me believing them, like if you watch this video on YouTube that I was telling you about, they had nothing to gain like yes if, if they could you know get this money but that was more so for the medical bills i mean they uh cash had this little grocery store uh that like corner store that that she ran and because she mm-hmm. got so sick she couldn't she couldn't um she had to sell it and close it down because she just couldn't work there anymore and uh landrum this part pissed me the fuck off when i heard her saying it and i got a little teary-eyed out of like anger was she said that, um, you know, after giving these reports, like she she tried to go, you know, to church and that the pastor said, like, you can't, you're not welcome here anymore. You can't come back and like pushed her out of her own church. And again, pissed me off. Like what they, they had nothing to gain at this point. So yeah. that's that's what frustrates me sometimes about people coming out and like saying, oh, this this happened to me. They're going to just get ridiculed for the most part. So they're risking ruining their lives by by saying this but they feel like they they need to and and you know in this case feel like they needed to be compensated for their health issues because mm-hmm. i mean it's it was a lot i mean the lady thought it was fucking jesus christ for god's sake yeah seriously um so there is 
or I guess I'll say, uh, Betty Joyce Cash died at age 69 on December 29th, 1998, 18 years to the day after her claimed close encounter. Isn't that crazy? And uh, Vicky Landrum died at 83 on September 12th, 2007. So, I mean, they, they both lived on, but with they always complained of, of several health issues. And, and Colby is, last I checked, still alive, but I could be wrong. But it didn't say anything about his death, so I assume he's still alive and has done uh, a couple interviews. Uh, and, you know, m- multiple investigations have been done about this from a crap ton of different agencies. In 1998, journalist and UFO skeptic Philip J. Kloss, Kloss, Kloss found a few reasons to doubt the story by Cash and Landrum. So here's kind of a skeptic's point of view, which some of it I'm like, uh, okay, maybe, kind of, but yeah, still. Um, when he inspected Betty Betty's car in early 1981, he used a... Was it Gregor counter? Geiger, Geiger counter. A Geiger mm-hmm. counter to check for radioactivity, and he found none. And he even went to like the location that it supposedly took place and couldn't find any leftover radiation, I guess. Schusler provides no medical data on Betty's health prior to the UFO incident, nor does he provide any medical data on the prior health of Vicky or Colby. So if they don't, they're not looking into that, like they can't determine whether it happened because of the ufo or yeah or it was mm-hmm. already there pre-existing i guess right in 1994 uh, another ufo skeptic Stuart campbell suggested that the witnesses may have observed a mirage of the star canopus which lay exactly in line with the road which i i never understand this like when they were like oh like you just saw venus it was so bright I have never seen a planet so bright that I mistake it for a UFO. I, I don't know. Bitch, have, like, how am I going to see a fucking planet so bright it's going to burn me? That's what I'm saying. But I it just so, some of these skeptics, it's like, dude, you're doing the bare minimum with uh, like, what could it be? Oh, it's just a, a planet, a non-moving planet in the sky. That, I don't know. Whatever. But then again, the video that you talked about earlier with the red blinking light and the radio tower, maybe, yeah, if that but, person but, was but, curious. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, you could say that's a planet, but at the same time, like, what they're describing is not what we saw in the video either. So it's like, eh. Yeah. You know, and I and I don't see how somebody could see what comes out in that video, you know, and uh, and compare it to seeing a like that shape or that bright of a light you know basically yeah. out in the middle of nowhere you know what i mean yeah and there is kind of like a counter to the whole like oh well there's no radiation around here uh was that other ufo researchers pointed out that high energy ionizing radiation of the kind that you know can cause damage to human beings uh such as like gamma radiation doesn't induce Half-life. Huh? Oh, it doesn't induce what I'm sorry. Radioactivity in objects and would not have left behind any sort of residual radioactivity in the area. So that guy being like, well, there's no radioactivity on this car or in this location. It's like, well, because there wouldn't be anymore. 
especially because it was like what a year later it was in 1981 well, well it depends well, that's what i was saying about half-life is so it depends on 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 i guess the type of radiation and amount of radiation uh like you can irradiate something and it could stay that way for years Mm-hmm. Like like the whole Chernobyl incident, like yeah. that shit's still radioactive. Yeah. I think yeah. to this day, uh-huh. so it just depends on the amount of radiation that was put, I guess, out, and I guess it depends on the type of radiation that. I mean, I guess the better Dad and Ruth are probably like, oh, yeah. like trying to answer <laughs> right now because the- because they, they work yeah. with radiation, so they know they have a better idea. You know, they could give you a better answer, but yeah, I know it it, it has to do with like a place can be you know have radiation for years yeah um again it depends on the the like the the i guess the type of radiation or what what's causing the radiation and what the half-life of you know of it is but yeah 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 i mean yeah i I don't know anything about radiation all i know is what i researched and what people were saying here so Mm -hmm. i yeah i would be curious to to see what they have to say about it or um, in December of 2018, Brian Dunning investigated the case and reported in his findings on the Skeptoid podcast that he found that uh, Cash's doctor's notes attributed her hair loss to alopecia and her other symptoms could be caused by illness that started before the incident and that Landrum's only documented illness is uh, was developing cataracts in her eye. So, like, she never really went to the doctors. It was just like, oh, look, now I have a cataract. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like, well, was this all developing beforehand? And this whole alopecia, I, I don't know when the photos that are posted in that video that I, I've been talking about uh when those were taken but it's like it's not small patches of hair like the, i shit you not when i say like maybe you know four or five inches across two yeah. and two, three inches yeah i mean the, the alopecia thing i can i can also see like when he said alopecia like i was like okay maybe but i also don't think that it happens that like quickly quickly like i know because i had a friend who had alopecia yeah and uh for a long for quite a bit in 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 uh elementary he didn't have any hair or he didn't he would shave his head because he had like it was super patchy and then in middle school he tried to grow out his hair and he did for a while but then it ended up you know starting to fall out again and people were horrible to him um fuck those bitches um but it's not like something where how how, uh, how long did you say it was the, the January or when she was hospitalized the first time and then the second time it was within a couple so of weeks. This the event took place in December December twenty ninth, and then uh-huh. she was hospitalized January third. And then she days. she went home, and then she came back. Yeah. So she was see the I, and I guess different places say different things, but it's like off by a day. So supposedly she went on January third. Mm-hmm. I did also see January second, uh, but she was there for twelve days, and her condition didn't really get much better. But she 
uh, you know, left and then came back and was hospital. It doesn't say what date, but was hospitalized for another 15 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't say whether the hair loss, and they said that she was already experiencing hair loss a few days after, right? Yeah, but that it was uh, like minimal hair loss. And then later on is when she had more? I assume so. I don't know. It was like when she went back uh, for the next it, 15 days. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, the alopecia thing is possible then because um, I didn't think it happened that fast. But I was looking up. It said it can happen in a matter of a few weeks. Like having large, you know, chunks of your hair, mm. you know, come out. So, like, it is possible that it, it could have been happening. But I, I also feel like I'll – no. Damn it. Because I was going to say, I, I think it's like something genetic that happens when you're relatively young. But I was just watching, I just saw, a, I think it was a TikTok or a YouTube video of this guy who for like most of his adult life had a full head of hair. And then all of a sudden he said that he started noticing like just chunks of his hair falling out, like huge chunks mm-hmm. of his hair falling out. And he like he has alopecia. He was diagnosed with alopecia. So um, I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Um, but because I guess, yeah, well, then sure, okay, let, let's say it is alopecia. Isn't that kind of correct me if I'm wrong, sometimes induced by stress? And I only say this because I, I had a friend, I also had a friend, but I don't know, a few years back that, but he just got like a little bald spot, he actually got mm-hmm. a little happy face tattooed, but he said hmm. it was stress induced, and now it's like covered up because I guess he's. He's good now, uh, and his hair grew back. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, like, whatever it is that they experienced was so stress-inducing that it, yeah, made her hair fall out. I don't know. I'm just trying. But to I mean, I, I, at the, the same time, like when you when you mentioned the like it just it sounded like radiation sickness, you yeah. know, and then radiation burns with the with their skin and stuff like that. So, like, that's something to take into into consideration as well. But I guess if you're the other thing too about being skeptical and like, you know, trying to find your, I think when you're looking for evidence to disprove something as well, there's also that point where like, yeah, so I guess what I'm trying to say is like the same way that there's skeptics that are like, or uh, people who are like extreme and believe everything. There's skeptics who will grab any little piece of information yeah. and then run with that. Oh shit. Sorry. Uh, and run with that. So like you say, Oh, it could be alopecia. Uh, debunked. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, that's not how that works, dude. It's like, okay, alopecia, maybe uh, let's research further. Like you have to keep going. Yeah. You can't yeah. just like, it's Call alopecia it and then stop because then there's other the, the, like what about everything else like again could it be alopecia maybe but given everything else that was happening all the other symptoms of radiation sickness i mean there's the possibility that it was happening because of of you know the radiation so yeah. uh i think uh, you know and i and i don't know how much this guy kept researching after either but um you know, it's there's just there's multiple possibilities, and and it, I guess it just depends on on who and how they researched. Yeah. Well, and uh, I will say I can't remember 
it's some other UFO enthusiast that I think has also been known to spread false information. So, like, it's kind of like a take this with a grain of salt sort of situation. Mm-hmm. But supposedly he got some, I can't remember his name. That's, yeah. But <laughs> he supposedly had gotten information that what had happened was the government essentially trying to reverse engineer something like an actual mm-hmm. UFO and essentially failing like they're they're using radiation and I don't know what to kind of propel the the craft but because it was failing like they were doing good and I think if I remember correctly when it was trying to to land or like um, come down lower it just started like shooting at like all the flames that were coming out that was just like flames and radiation and like that's what was kind of sh- shooting out like it was failing and mm-hmm. hence all the other kind of helicopters like you said, maybe waiting for it to, if it did a crash landing, that they could pick up the pieces and take it out, you know, kind of thing. Oh, I guess that would make sense why they had so many, too, because maybe they were thinking, oh, this thing's going to, like, explode, explode or crash and break into a bunch of pieces. And we need as many helicopters as we can to take yeah. all the pieces away. Yeah. So uh, supposedly that that is one theory, I guess, or I mean, he says he got in the inf- he has intel and it's, you know, true. But I, I did think it was an interesting kind of story. And I'm like, I mean, I can kind of see that. And so then they're just going to deny that they did anything because then, yes, they should have to pay these people out for their medical bills. Of course. But they're not going to want to do that. And it's probably like mm-hmm. a, we're not supposed to know that they have this sort of technology. Right. So. um and that, that's why I said, like, whether it's Little Green Men or the government, like, I feel like they, something happened, they experienced something. Uh, but what it is exactly, I don't know. Uh, but according to Texas Monthly, to this mm-hmm. day, there is uh, no conclusive explanation of the night's events. Gotta love the U.S. government. We have enough money to go to war, but try and give somebody some money for some health care and you know, we... Sorry, no, no, no money. Yeah. No money. Sorry. Yeah. So uh I, like some of my my final notes that I had here kind of just honestly ended up sprinkling them out throughout the episode, you know, being like what what do they have to gain? Had they won that that 20 million, but let's be mm-hmm. real, there's no fucking way the government would admit to like, oh yeah, there is a UFO and it caused health concerns. Um or health issues, I mean they're not going to admit to that right so i just feel bad for them for what happened after it it seemed like they led i don't want to say miserable lives but very like you know health issue heavy life uh Mm -hmm. after after it so but yeah i I don't for you know if that was interesting to you guys i would recommend uh watching let me see if i can maybe. eyes on cinema the the cash lander incident that uh again just to kind of hear their their own testimony with their words it's it's funny betty betty just seems so fucking over it she's so not monotone but just like pissed did it come out a year ago or three months ago what the that video that you're talking about Oh, never mind. Oh, but, I don't know. I don't. I don't know when it came out. I mean, the the videos that are like I said, it's it's a compilation of like different interviews and and shows, I guess, that they did in the eighties, um, maybe nineties. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So, 
some of the information is kind of like them telling the story again, but because it's from Mm -hmm. like a different show or a different interview. Uh, But just to be able to hear it from, from like their words, I'd be curious what you think after watching and if you think that they're lying, if my lie detector is, is off. (laughs) I don't know. What do you, what do you think that they, do you think they experienced something? Do you think it was, UFO, like little green men kind of thing, or government? Maybe both. I don't know, man. It's just, it's hard to tell with the fucking government, dude, because, like, there's just so much shit that, <laughs> I don't know. Like, not, not to... They, don't uh-huh. Go ahead. No, I, and I don't mean for us to sound like, uh, you know, tinfoil hats, like conspiracy theorists. Oh, the government's hiding. I do think the government is hiding things, but in the sense that I'm sure there's some technology that we're not supposed to know about because mm-hmm. we don't want other countries, you know, to find yeah. out about it. And so. I think I, I think that's also the reason why they didn't want to, like, pay out for the medical stuff because they're like, well, then that means that we have to admit that we, yeah. you know, we were working on something, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. so you know uh i don't know like i don't know if it was ufo if it was uh you know like uh, ufo in the sense like alien otherworldly type of thing mm-hmm. or if it was ufo government working on some shit and you know it just failed or whatever yeah um but I mean, I, I guess I'll have to watch the video to 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 see what they say. Um, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me uh, that that the government like was trying to cover some shit up. Yeah. That being said, I believe COVID actually happened, and I don't think it was the government. <laughs> yeah. No. I again. I, I don't. When I ask that, I don't mean for us to sound like conspiracy theorists, but I, I do, you know, I am curious, like, what what you think. Like I said, I, I don't know exactly what it is. I do think something happened that caused um, some medical issues afterwards, but what it was exactly, I, you know, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, but I believe them when they say that they experienced what they did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. Um, I had known about this and kept kind of forgetting about it every time. I'm like, oh, what do I want to talk about this month? Um, But it recently came, like, popped up into my head again. And I had to, I couldn't remember the name. So I was like, "Uh, Texas people witness UFO. Like, I just was searching the most ridiculous things, trying to to find (laughs) this this story again. Yeah. and there's plenty of books and TV shows and, and whatnot about this event if you guys want to, re- you know, do more research or read more into it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Wikipedia also has a crap ton of information. Coolio learned to me something new in Texas. Be afraid of country roads. All right, guys, if you'd like to contact us, check out our website at webelievedu.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social media, so make sure you go like, follow, and share on Facebook or Instagram. There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the show directly on our website or click the link to your favorite podcast listening site, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple, which helps us move up the ranks so more 
people can find us. And if you leave a review, we'll read it here on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of t-shirts, caps, and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if you all want to reach us, besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the Contact Us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want. You can also send in your stories for our stories of high strangeness, and if you send them in Spanish, we'll translate them for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us, because we believe. Do you? Do you?